Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Of course it's going to glitch tonight, <laughs> Stephen. Of course. Well, it should. It should. I mean, the Astros glitched. The, the, I've had a bad day, Robert. So, what? <laughs> perfect ending to a perfect day. That's all we can say. Might as well laugh about it, though, right? Yeah, you might as well laugh about it. I don't know how much I'm laughing, though, to be honest with it's you. It's either laugh or scream at the television in frustration for, you know, just for all it's worth. All right, let's do this. Uh, welcome to Houston Sports Talk's live World Series postgame show. An incredibly sad postgame show, as I'm sure you guys know out there. Robert Land alongside Stephen Kerr between the two of us. 60 years combined in sports journalism. We've been doing this a while, and Stephen... Uh, I think I'm going to let you go first tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I wish I had something inspiring to say, Robert. I mean, I guess the, only, the, the one little piece of good news that I can share with you is that Javier is pitching tomorrow night. That's, you know, it, it, at the very least, if, if Javier can pitch a gem and the Astros win tomorrow night, the series is still even at two games apiece. The problem is... You have Verlander pitching game five. And, and Robert, you know, I thought about this a lot tonight. Last year, the Astros lost the World Series without Lance McCullers. They didn't have Justin Verlander. This year, they're in the World Series. And if they don't get their act together, they're going to lose the World Series with McCullers and with Verlander if either one of them don't get their act together before it's over. That's, that's the- a pretty sobering thought. Yeah, and uh, you want to address Dusty Baker because Judson calls him Mr. May, clear and simple, not Mr. October, Mr. May. That's a good, you know, the Mr. May, I like that. It's catchy, uh, and it's probably accurate. You know, the, the biggest thing, Robert, and we see this time and time again, is Dusty is managing the postseason the same way he manages the regular season, at least, you know, when it's coming to the pitching for the most part. And, you know, that, that may be an instinctual thing. Uh, your first instinct is, well, it's what got you there, right? But that's just not how it works. And Rob Thompson, you know, this is a guy who has never managed in the major leagues. He is not afraid to go to his bullpen when he needs to. He's not afraid to use certain pitchers in the bullpen when he needs to. That is honestly the difference in this series. I mean, I know the Astros' offense didn't help matters, obviously. But tonight, you got to blame it on the pitching. I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, seven runs, and as much as we laud the Astros' bullpen, and they did a great job again tonight, the Phillies' bullpen hasn't given up a single run in this series, Robert. Every run the Astros have scored has been off starting pitching. The other thing that you got to start being real sober about is – Look, Dusty's probably coming back next year. So he has basically been too loyal in back-to-back World Series. His loyalty continues to cost the Astros. I've talked about it before. Last year, he got too loyal with Alex Bregman. This year, it's Verlander and McCullers. Like, forget about what you see on the back of their baseball card, Dusty. He loves to talk about the back of the baseball card. The guys that you've got... Today, in this moment, when you're in the playoffs, that's what you work with. And the Astros had the best bullpen in baseball going into the postseason. They have shown nothing different in the postseason with their bullpen. 
And as far as their starters are concerned, look, Justin Verlander has stunk in the World Series. He's stunk in recent post games. I get it. He was your Cy Young Award winner. I'm not saying don't start him in game one of the World Series, but when he gets in trouble, you get him out of there. And Lance McCullers did not show enough to me to show that he was better than Christian Javier, you know, to start in this game. And the problem is, if it gets to a game seven and you wonder if it will, are we even going to get to Christian Javier again? He's going to get one game tomorrow, and if he pitches well, then you're going to go, well, why didn't he pitch game three? And now we're stuck with Lance McCullers starting game seven. And I get it. It's all hands on deck. But I would rather have a fresh Christian Javier than the freshest of all freshest Lance McCullers. And, you know, Stephen, I mean, it just it, it this sucks because, as you and I know, the Astros have been favored three of the last four World Series. And right yeah. now they're in deep trouble and they're going to be known as chokers and cheaters if they don't get this thing turned around real quick. Well, yeah, unfortunately, you're right. Uh, I mean, I'm almost thinking, you know, the Phillies, they won 87 games. They shouldn't even, uh, you know, if they didn't have this extra wild card, you know, they they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. But the fact is they are. I'm almost wishing that the Astros would just be the underdogs and they're not expected to win because when they're favored to win, they're just not coming through. And you know, the, the thing about McCullers versus Javier, you remember you asked me on this last podcast, Robert, you know, who would I rather see in game three? And at the time that you asked me, I had just seen on Twitter that they announced who the game three starter was. So I already knew who it was going to be, but I would have preferred that it be Christian Javier in game three. Cause at the very least, if, if Javier had been able to overcome what happened tonight and pitched a gym, you'd be ahead two games to one, you know, then McCullers stinks. The, the only problem is, You've got Verlander in the next game. If he stinks, you're down three to two. So, I mean, at this point, I I don't know how much of a difference it makes. If you can only count on two of your guys to get you through as far as the starters, then, yeah, you are going to have to rely on your bullpen. And thank God you've got such a deep bullpen. And, you know, the one good thing is Jose Urquidy finally pitched tonight. He hadn't pitched in a month. He hadn't pitched in the entire postseason. At least, you know, Dusty did put him in a good position. Because the asked, you know, the game was well out of hand, and he hadn't pitched in a month. I certainly wouldn't want to pitch him, uh, you know, in in a game that's very close or when the Astros needed to win a game. So at least he got Urquidy in in a good spot where he could kind of get some of the rust off. He looked a little shaky in the beginning, but at least you know he got it together and pitched pretty well, all in all. So, and I got that's the one good thing is at least you got him loosened out. You can go into your bullpen, but who's to say Dusty's going to do that at this point? <laughs> yeah. You know? And the other thing with Arkady pitching is, you know, you just got to do what I did, Stephen. You got to just uh, put the tape over the score, turn down the volume. And I enjoyed our, our Jose Arkady pitched a great game. And, you know, the Astros, I don't know who won or lost because I had this, the tape over the score. So it was, it was Arkady, yeah. another brilliant World Series game for Arkady. We saw it against the Nationals, and he did it again. <laughs> well, you know what? He's three and zero in World Series, Robert. Yeah, did you know that. I, I mean, no, no Astros pitcher is three and zero in the World Series. Does this count as a win? <laughs> well, it should. I mean, yeah. It, if you didn't, get, if they come back and win the game, they would have. But yeah, Jose Arkady is the only Astros pitcher, and I believe he's the only uh, non-American pitcher to be three and zero in 
World Series competition. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. It's not a guy that you would think of, but he does traditionally pitch well in the postseason, certainly in the World Series. So it's a bit ironic, and once again, it's kind of frustrating that you haven't seen him this entire postseason until you're down seven to nothing in game three that you're about to go behind two to one. And, you know, teams who win game three of the World Series, Robert, it's not it, it's not good for the Astros because they win less than 70% of the time they went, end up winning the World Series. So let's hope the Astros get bucked that trend at this point. Yeah, and, and I'm not mad that I haven't seen a lot of Arquiti this postseason because the rest of the bullpen has been so great. But you do have Arquiti there. You, I mean, like when McCullers gets in trouble or Verlander gets in trouble, you've got three starter caliber pitchers, good starter caliber pitchers. Uh, you've got Garcia. You've got Hunter Brown. We know those guys are there. I mean, it's a statement of the obvious. And yeah. McCullers, by the way, had to be tipping his pitches. They weren't hitting out middle, middle pitches. Well, so, it's funny you say that because yeah. it, it is almost as if – I was thinking the very same thing after the first three innings, Robert – it's almost as if the Phillies were sitting on his breaking pitches like they knew they were coming. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, well, that's a great point. And, you know, in the innings that he shut him down, those two innings, at least one that I know of, he started using pitches that he doesn't use very often. He started using his changeup, which he hardly throws. He started using his cutter, which he hardly throws. He finally went to the bag and did something different. But when he was using the, the curve, the slider, the sinker, the, all those home runs were given up on each one of those pitches. Yeah, and if you check Twitter, Ben Verlander, Justin's brother, retweeted somebody <laughs> named Steve Johnson who pointed out the difference in his leg kicks depending on what he throws. And, hey, you know, good for them. That was a great job because they picked up on it somehow, uh, some way. up on it. Don't you think the Phillies did too? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good for the Phillies guys yeah. for picking up on it because the Astros did the same thing to uh, the Rays pitcher a couple of years ago. And, you know, I tip my cap to him. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. And, uh, you know, by the way, Hunter Brown was warming up in the early portion of the game when McCullers was struggling, and he might have gotten in there had McCullers not straightened himself out and, and gotten those two innings. Dusty may have had to pull him, but, who you know, we'll never know. But, yeah, you've got guys like that in there. Why not go to them a little bit earlier? You've just, you know, like it or not, in the postseason – You've got to have a, a more of a trigger finger, especially when you have a bullpen as deep as the Astros. If they didn't, then you would have to just sit back and say, look, what else could he do? He had to leave the starters in because you have no bullpen. Well, that's not the case here. This was McCullers' 19th postseason start. It was only the second time he'd given up more than three earned runs in a postseason start. The other time was the pandemic playoffs in 2020 versus the A's. He gave up four runs. But somehow, if you remember this, Stephen, the Astros still won that game 10-5. to 5. Well, that's right. And you know what? Let's go back to five years ago today, Robert. You know what happened five years ago today. We won that game seven of the 2017 World Series. Let's not forget, Lance McCullers started that game, and he did not pitch well. Yeah, yeah he only gave up one run, but he hit four batters, and I, I think he only pitched three innings. Maybe four, but not not many. I think he came out earlier, you know, and he had somebody came in there. And of course, Charlie Morton pitched the last five innings. We we know that, but you know, McCullers didn't exactly pitch well in that game either. It he just ended up the, the roof just didn't cave in on him. He didn't give up a whole bunch of home runs like he did tonight. And he didn't make you know, he made history tonight, Robert. 
You know, he's the only pitcher to give up five home runs in a single World Series game. Dubious. Yeah, the Astros, not the kind of history that they want. And no. Stephen, you mentioned five years since the Astros clinched the championship. So I don't have to talk about downers for the next few minutes. Um, I'm going to go to something else here, because if you're just discovering us, I've been doing the show for nine years, and we're going to listen back to a couple of minutes of my favorite episode among our nearly 1,300 shows now. This is our post game that night, November the 1st, 2017, with my then host, R.G. Seal. And just so you know, the two of us, we were high school best friends. We met in high school our sophomore year. We bonded over our Houston sports, the Rockets, the Astros at the time, the Oilers, and all of that. But listen back to a couple of minutes from that episode. And I'm happy for this city more than anything. Uh, Everything that this city has gone through, I I can't even talk. I mean, we all have... Our family members, some of whom have passed away, friends who have passed away, all these people who have cheered for the Astros over the years, starting from the 1960s for some people, when the franchise was born in 1962 as a Colt 45s. I mean, this is something we'll live with our whole lives. Go out, party right now, Houston. And like you said, for the community, for the devastation that everybody went through with Harvey, people are still suffering out there. They're still having their homes that they're having to repair after all the flooding. And I couldn't help, RG, I don't know about you, I couldn't help but think about, you know, we've interviewed Tal Smith. He's still around. He's he's getting older. You know, somewhere I know he was watching this, and, and he got a chance to see the Astros finally win after all the years that he spent working for this organization, trying to win a championship. Bob Aspermani, who we've talked to, original Astro. You talk about Biggio and Bagwell. We, we know about those guys. But uh, Jimmy Wynn, the toy cannon, you know, his health is not good. I, I I've seen him in the last uh, year. And, you know, he's, he's still around though. He's still around. And you got to know that this has got to be so special for those guys. It's got to be special for those guys. RG, Larry Durker, think think about Larry Durker right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about a lot of things, but I'm also thinking right now, Astros are the first team in Texas to win a world series. And Nolan Ryan, remember all the times he got close with the Rangers, but I just like being the, the first team, the Astros started off in 1962 with, again, the Colt 45s changed over the Astros when they moved in the Astrodome. But Hey, Astros own Texas, first team ever to win a World Series. The Rangers will never be able to say that we took Texas first. No, the Astros did. World champs. It was a slightly better day, Stephen. Slightly better. <laughs> and you know what, Robert? Your voice didn't sound like you cheered a whole lot during that game. <laughs> it, that was that was a voice of, uh, like, I had lost my voice from yelling after the game and also Obviously, I was choked up. Like, yeah, it, it, I, I'm being it, facetious, but you I know mean, something, uh, something, yeah, something. RG said kind of struck home with me. You know, when, when he was talking about people who passed away, you know, that were big Astros fans, or you know, I, my grandfather is the one who taught me about baseball. He's the one who told me, even told me, who the baseball team in Houston was. It was the Houston Astros. He he's the one who told me about the Oilers. He's the one who told me about the Rockets and. You know, he wasn't as avid a sports fan as I ended up becoming. I mean, he would watch it, but I'm the one who really got involved in it, thanks to him. And there were friends that I went to school with that were huge Astros fans who passed away, you know, either while I was still going to school with them or, you know, at some point after that. Certainly, 
long before the Astros became a playoff team. All of those people, Robert, went through my mind that night as I watched the Astros win the 2017 World Series. I, I thought of every one of those guys and, and gals. You know, my grandmother was a big Astros fan. I, you know, you, you couldn't help but think of all the people that had either gone before us or, you know, those that, that played for the Astros, you know, the Bagwells, the Biggios, the Toy Cannon, Jimmy Wynn, you know, all those guys that we followed in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, the mid-2000s, who came close but didn't quite get there. And you had to feel good for them. But don't you know, deep inside, they were going, man, I wish I was still on that field plane. <laughs> Brian uh, says that uh, he still remembers watching that game when he was stationed in Hawaii. And, and Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that that... that is a weird place to be for the, cause you want to be in Houston, you know, obviously. And I, I remember Steven, when the Rockets won the championship, their first yep. one, in fact, both of them, I, I was living in Missouri. I was going to college at the time. So I, I couldn't be here for it, which mm -hmm. is, is still, uh, still very difficult. I was lucky enough to be in Houston for it the last time. Mm -hmm. Let me just ask you, like, what do you remember from that night? And, and, did you think about coming to Houston for a parade or, you know, what, cause I know if people don't know you're, you're up in the Austin area. Right. Yeah. I live in Austin. Are you, you talking about the, the night the Astros won? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I would have loved to. I mean, I, I just, unfortunately I was, you know, the, the work that I was doing and I, I just wasn't able to get down there, but, Oh, if, if somebody had said, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll get you down there come to the parade. Yeah. That would have been a fun thing to do. I mean, it would have been even more fun if, the game had been in Houston and, you know, you could have gone to see it live, but yeah, I would have loved to. And, you know, when the Rockets won their first NBA championship, I, I was still here in Austin and I was in radio. Then I was doing a morning show and I, you know what? I stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning, Robert, just because I couldn't possibly sleep after that. I had to get up at four and I got up at four and I was still as wired as I was before I went to sleep at 2am. That's how excited I was. But I was just as excited the night the Astros won. I think, you know, I, I think I even put out on Twitter or Facebook or one of them that, you know what, I feel like crying. I'm so happy. And I, I think I, I even did shed a few tears. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, you know, I, I was watching from home because you, when you do these post-game shows, I know people have asked me, hey, come out, watch the game or whatever. I, I, I've got to focus on the game. I have to yeah. know exactly what's going on because when you're doing these post-game shows, you know, you want to know everything specifically so we can talk about it because you can get distracted. You're around other people. It's really difficult. My friend Judd has invited me out to post game stuff this this offseason or this uh, postseason. But, you know, right. I just I, I got to say no, because I got to be here and, and, and we got to have good Internet because we're doing this live stream stuff. But, you know, I got a chance to go to the parade after the 2017 championship. And, mm. you know, it was just so special and it was such a happy time because, you know, the city had just been through so much. And yeah. I mean, and RG, you and RG talked about that. I mean, this was obviously, you know, right after hurricane Harvey on the heels of it really. And there were a lot of people that were still rec recovering from that and, and wouldn't for the longest time, but it was the Astros and just, you know, it was an escape. I mean, it wasn't going to solve all the problems, but man, it was a wonderful escape for what was going on then. The other part about, when you watch the parade is, you know, with all the rain that had come down a couple of months earlier, you know, I used to say at that time, it was so good to see 
confetti instead of rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. I can, I can only imagine what that felt like, Robert, just being there. I mean, I know there were just probably millions of people there, but I, I just can't imagine how that would feel just being among all those people and just how joyful it was then. The other part about that 2017 season, if the Astros can't pull this off, is just you're, we're almost at the point, Stephen, where, you know, I, I wish maybe I had passed away before the cheating scandal so I don't have to live through. <laughs> so you wouldn't have the, to know about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have to know about the cheating scandal. I wouldn't have to see this team, you know, losing in the World Series over and over again. And it's not over. I understand that. But I've said since game one, and and this is no joke, I said, look, it is hard to win five games in a series. And because of what Dusty did in game one, I mean, you can argue this game like, oh, he could, he should have brought in somebody earlier from McCullers. But bottom line is their their offense was terrible. They didn't score a yeah. run. Yeah. But the, in that game, you had five runs. You were up 5-3. You had a fully 100% rested uh, team after being off for four or five days. I mean, there was it's hard to win five games in a series. And you won a game. And you gave a team that had a ton of momentum and was living off their momentum coming into the world series. You gave them that momentum. And, you know, Judson says, Hey, the Phillies are averaging seven runs per game in playoffs and only one earned run total in three games against the Astros minus Verlander and McCullers. Well, that's a big, that's a big minus. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately it is a big minus. And well, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're basically talking about winning five games because you, you gave one away and, you know, the, the worst nightmare for any team, especially for an offense that just gave you five runs, is that you don't you don't have that shutdown inning. And Justin Verlander didn't have that shutdown inning. In fact, two innings in a row. It was five to three after the next inning. And then the Phillies tied it the inning after that. So, yeah, it, it's just it, talk about a momentum buster when you can't shut them down when your team gives you a five-run lead. You don't have that margin for error when it's one to nothing you know, you can barely make a mistake in the postseason. But when you get a five to nothing lead, you got to shut them down because then the other team grabs a hold of that and runs for dear life. And that's what the Phillies have done. Uh, let me give you the big bright spot. Uh, uh, let me just give you all the bright spots. David Hensley. Okay, that's the end of the bright spots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the, the thing I like about David Hensley is – he is a battler, and at least he gives you quality at-bats. Yeah, what did he go? One for three. He did get that hit. Uh, you know, he at least tried to get something going. No, no, no. Don't say he did get that hit. Say, he got a hit. And he's he did a, get he's a DH, and he yeah. got a hit. He could, what were they, one for 33, I think, at, at the DH spot before he came to bat? They only had one hit, and that was Mancini. So that's what I'm saying. You know, he, he gives you quality at-bats. He was behind 0-2 in the count, worked a full count then got him a single. So he at least got you more than, than what the other two guys have done in that spot. I'm looking at a poll right now, Stephen, and the, the the question is what inning would you have pulled McCullers? And the, the answer from fans is between second, fourth, and fifth was second inning. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, that's the obvious choice. You probably should have pulled him in the second inning and you would have had Hunter Brown in there. But, I, I mean, I don't know. At the, tonight, I just don't know that it would have mattered. It, you know, you'd already, the, the way the offense played, I just, I'm not sure it would have made much difference. 
Yeah, you can't come back from four runs down on the road. Wait a second. No, I guess you can't. That's game one. Oh, yeah, game one happened. I you can, that <laughs> but the way the Astros, the, the Astros look listless on offense pretty much too. So, you know, if they had scored some runs and made a game of it, then yeah, you could probably sit there and say, well, he should have pulled him sooner. But it, I, I just, I don't think that would have made a difference in tonight's game. So any thoughts moving forward with this? Anything that you are looking for? Anything that gives you hope? Obviously, Christian Javier gives you hope. Uh, tomorrow, we need Christian Javier to be the Christian Javier that we know. We need this offense to actually show up. That would be nice because, look, I mean, if you look at the averages so far in the World Series, you look at what they've done, outside of Kyle Tucker and that one game from Jose Altuve, they haven't done a whole lot, have they? No, they haven't. I mean, Jordan has definitely been struggling. Bregman has been playing well tonight. He didn't do a whole lot, you know, and uh, again, Maldonado, he got one hit, I think. But this offense is just clearly up and down and up and down. One night to the next, you just have no idea what is going to happen. And I, I think, you know, at least for now, if Javier can pitch a gem and we can score enough runs to win, the series is tied at two. And Robert, at that point, You've got one more game in Philly. You've got two more in Houston. There, there is still hope. I, I know it feels like, oh, you know, they're down two to one. They, they can't possibly win three more games, but they can. You know, this, this team can surprise us. I mean, they really can. Uh, but beyond that, if they go down three to one, I'm not going to be so confident about that. I, I definitely don't think they can go back and win three straight, not with the momentum the Phillies have, but – if they could just tie the series, then there is still a ray of hope. What do you think is going on with Jordan? Because this is weird. He doesn't go into slumps like these uh, typically. The only slump he had this season was when he was hurt, when his hand was hurt. Well, no, he typically doesn't. And, you know, you, you don't know if there's something going on with, with the hand issue again. I mean, with Jordan, you just never know when these injuries pop up. I don't know if it's that so much. Is that I think he's just... You know, there was a lot of points in the ALCS and even some parts of the World Series where he's just not swinging at good pitches. He, he's, he's swinging at pitches out of the zone. And, you know, when you get in a batting slump, that's usually what happens. You start swinging at pitches you shouldn't be swinging at. You're not being patient enough at the plate. You're not trying to work the walks. You're not trying to make the pitchers pitch. That's what you need to do. Make those pitchers pitch. Make them work. And the Astros typically... Over the years with the offense, they've been really good at that. But it just seems that off and on, Jordan and, and some of these other hitters, you know, Altuve was doing the same thing when he was in his terrible slump. They're, they're swinging at pitches they shouldn't be swinging at in the first place and just not being patient enough. Brandy asks, will Verlander most likely pitch game five? Because now with the rain delay, you've got the option, Stephen. Yeah, I, I just think Dusty is, I mean, Dusty says he's penciled in, not meaning not inked in for game five. But if he says that, yeah, I, I think Verlander is going to go game five. Dusty is loyal. He is loyal. So, yeah, I, I do think he, it, it just, from everything that I've heard and everything that's been said, I think that's what's going to happen. Do you think it helps Verlander at all the pitch on the road instead of at home does it matter I mean it's Verlander I don't know what would affect him <laughs> well at this point you know maybe any kind of change might help him Robert you know maybe the Philly fans booing him you know he did he did give Philly fans the finger well kind of the other day up there when the team pulled up I think in the stadium the day of the rain delay 
you know, hey, maybe a change like that, you know, maybe the fans getting on him like they will, because you know they will, maybe that'll be enough to amp him up. I mean, I was hoping that would be the case in tonight's game, that all the booing of the Astros, you know, typically do pretty well in that. I mean, that did well in Yankee Stadium with all that going on. So you would think they would do well in the at Citibank Park. But we with Justin Verlander, hey, anything would help at this point. All right. Well, I, I, I just, you know, I've, I've had a bad feeling since game one. I, I, I'm still not the, I'm still not going to feel any better. I, I think about this series. I, I, I honestly feel like they need to get the new, next two games. I don't want to have to go back home and it be must win both games at, at Minute Maid. You know, I remember that Dodgers series with the Astros and, you know, the Dodgers had still had home field when they went back home. They, they had to win both games, but it's, it's hard to win the last two games at home it, as much as it doesn't sound like it. And you know what? The Astros in the World Series have been terrible at home. We know that story. Oh, I know. We do. And just remember, yeah, 2019, the Astros, you know, they could have done that. They were, what they, weren't they down 3-2? And they had those two last two games at home, and they couldn't pull it out. Yeah, just uh, that's still – it still hurts. That one still hurts. I think more than anyone, that particular series yeah, hurts. because they were up three games to do. They, they, of course, made a three-game – you know, uh, tied it up at three – so they had a chance to win game seven, but the fact is they didn't get it done. So, yeah, they typically just don't play well at home in the World Series. It's almost like you almost want them to be the road team in a way. Yeah, and I mean, somebody pointed out, oh, Jordan was terrible last year. He batted 100 in the World Series. Well, he also had a great World Series in 2019. Go look up his numbers yeah. there. I forget what they were, but I think he hit around 500 that series. Yeah. Oh, he was he was lights out in that World Series. And you know, every year is different, Robert. Of course, we expect these guys, especially your great players like Altuve and Alvarez and Bregman, we expect them to be great every single postseason. Hey, look at Aaron Judge. You know, the guy had 62 home runs in the regular season, but he typically stinks in the postseason. Not just this year, but you know, previous years. He doesn't play well in the postseason, and you expect somebody like him to get it going. It just, you just never know. That's why it's the postseason. Everything changes. No question about it. And you're, you're facing the elite pitch. You're not facing any holes with teams that have gotten all the way to the world series. That's typically the case. And there were some holes supposedly in this Phillies pitching staff, Stephen, but so far the holes haven't looked as big. The guys that, that everybody was worried about, we kind of roughed up a little bit, but the well, and and you know the one guy that I would have loved to get my hands on if I were the Astros would have pitched in Game Three if it hadn't been rained out. Yeah, you know, that's uh, the rain delay. I mean, I, you and I haven't talked about this, but I think yeah, no, every, every, that, that was every that Astros was fans. Thing. Yeah, yeah, every Astro fan knows that that was a bad thing for the Astros. The rain, the rain. Yeah, delay. well, the thing is with Noah Syndergaard pitching. First of all, he probably was only going to give the Phillies two or three innings. He he hasn't gone long all year. Of course, he came back from an injury. He, he's been a starting pitcher, but he hasn't gone deep. And he hasn't pitched particularly well, you know, most of the season. So if there was one pitcher that you think the Astros could have jumped on if that game hadn't been rain delayed, it was Noah Syndergaard. Well, the rain delay allowed Rob Thompson to do something different. You know, Ranger Suarez, I think, was going to pitch game three initially, until he pitched in game one. There was speculation he would have been the game three starter. Well, that allowed Rob Thompson to put him in this game. So now, you know, that's that's what we were talking about in the fact that the rain delay was to the advantage of the Phillies. 
Just a quick reminder, if you've never been on our channel or you're relatively new and you haven't subscribed, please do so. That's how you can support us. Tell your friends about us too. That's a, another great way to let them know. We don't just do the live post games. Go look at our library of stuff. You, you just heard earlier in the show the reaction that I did after the 2017 World Series. That entire post game show is up on YouTube. I put it up uh, today. So if you want to listen to the whole thing, there's 50 minutes of me and RG and more maybe emotion, but more fun and all that. Not 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 as much tears later later in the in that episode. But also um, there's a interview that we did with Steve Sparks after that championship that's absolutely worth listening oh, to. You got to hear him sing. Isn't that the one where he sings, Robert? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You got to hear that. I, I have just I love that episode. You got to listen to that. Steve yeah. Sparks sings. Yeah, it's my favorite <laughs> two minutes of any show oh, that we've ever man. done is that. And then also uh, you can also find in the archives the World Series reaction, because when I was out at the parade, I talked to people and we had about I think at the time ran about 20 or 30 minutes. But I put the best of the best of that stuff up on YouTube so you can find that. It's all in an Astros history playlist along with interviews with everybody from J.R. Richard to Jimmy Wynn to Adam Everett to uh, who else am I forgetting, Stephen? Bob Aspermani, uh, just uh, tons of oh, gosh. old I mean, Astros. Just that, about every Astro that ever was, I think you've had on the show, Robert. You've, you've had a bunch. Yeah, there's clips. There's interview clips from Lance McCullers and Carlos Correa. Springer, yes. So there's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, go check it out if you have not. And we're going to um, do a little bit of uh, rain delay maintenance because of the rain delay. Because of the rain delay, I should say, we're moving game five uh, to we're, – we're, we're doing game five on Thursday night, but we're right. moving the Texans post game with my co-host Sean Bajani to Friday since you guys, I'm sure, will be focusing on the Astros Thursday night. So watch our Texans post game whenever you get a chance to hear, uh, you know, whenever you get a chance to hear that, Stephen, um, you can listen to it because of YouTube. But it's also great because you might not watch the game, so you, you don't have to sit through the whole game. You can just listen to us talk about what happened. And, yeah, and, that's right. You, and you, do, you and Sean are doing all the dirty work for us. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm bobbling all over it, but you know, I'm I'm making one error after another here. But yeah, that's that's what I meant. And you know, just it it would it would it would be fun for you guys, I think, if you went around and looked at some of the interviews, listened to some of the interviews, because the stuff that I put up in the history sections on the playlist, they are stuff that you can listen to anytime. You can yep. be at work and hey, I've got a couple of minutes, I'm gonna go to the history playlist and listen to one of these three or four minute segments, and it's it's a lot of fun, but yeah, you've worked very hard to Ugh. put that together, Robert. I, I'll tell you what, I admire you for that. And there's just so much great stuff up there. And, hey, you know, between now and tomorrow night, want to ease the pain a little bit, go back and just sometimes it's just good to go back and reminisce, relive some of that. And, again, all hope is not lost, down two games to one, but we could even it up tomorrow night. Yeah, and we love hearing from you. So if you have a comment, even if you didn't get it in during the post game. Uh, put it on one of our videos, just whatever you think about the particular, you know, old videos, the history videos would love to hear those as well. So, um, yeah, Stephen, I, I'm just hoping that uh, we got something actual 
good to talk about for this game tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, all we can do is hope, Robert. It, it, you know, one one thing I have learned is when you have a really bad day, like I had today, I had some things going on at work that made me upset. Usually the next day is the total opposite. So let's hope that is the same for the Astros tomorrow night. It's going to be a good night. Yeah, a lot of rain in Houston. The forecast is better tomorrow. Hopefully the forecast for the Astros is better tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, everybody out there for listening and watching, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.